The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. I stand by those words. Afghanistan is still just the beginning. If anybody harbors a terrorist, they're a terrorist. If they fund a terrorist, they're a terrorist. If they house terrorists, they're terrorists. I mean, I can't make it any more clearly to other nations around the world. If they develop weapons of mass destruction that will be used to terrorize nations, they will be held accountable. She talked about how sick you felt to your stomach when you found out there were no weapons of mass destruction. Can you bring me to that moment? Did someone walk in and say... We've stopped looking. They're not. No, no. How did that happen? It just kind of was a, it it evolved. The fact that there wasn't weapons evolved. I mean, I was, you know, when we first got in there, started looking around and didn't find anything. You get that kind of sinking feeling that, oh, and then time went on. And then we got tips, you know, I'll never forget the tip that there was crates buried, you know, in the Euphrates River. Maybe these are them. And they've sent frogmen and there was nothing there. And so to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Indeed, I did have a relationship with Miss Lewinsky that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. All right, you guys were probably like, what the heck? That doesn't sound like Ray D. That sounds like George W. Bush and William H. Clinton. I'm sorry. I mean, William J. Clinton. I think his middle name is Jefferson. Anyway, yeah, that was George W. Bush and Bill Clinton. And I wanted to play those for you because I wanted to start off this episode with establishing that people lie. And Those are two presidents of the United States. And again, uh, I'm not going anywhere with this. I'm not trying to set anything up besides the fact that people lie. You know, they lie. There's narratives that exist. There's always been media narratives. There's always been political narratives. You know, there's been blatant lies then. And now, and at the end of the day, which by the way, I'm realizing, oh, you know, I do, I know I owe you guys and I have them the list of top five phrases that, that artificial intelligence software said, I say, and I'll give you i I'll give you a spoiler at the end of the day is one of them, man. I do say that a lot, but here's the bottom line. I've lied. You've lied. They've lied. and. They're willing to do so on a much bigger stage if it serves their interests. And narratives and motives do exist. So I wanted to start off today with that. We're going to delve into part five of this incredibly overall sad and complicated situation going on in Israel and Palestine. I have gathered a bunch more great, great audio clips from various people. And I will say thank you so much to a lot of different people. I've I, I received a lot of great feedback. I really did. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. This 
I think I said it before, but you know, this is a, this is a difficult topic to discuss. There's a lot of emotions on both sides with this situation. And, you know, I, I had a few people in my, in my inner circle kind of advise me maybe not to do these episodes and to talk about it, but you know, I really wanted to, and this is an issue that personally I've wanted to understand for a long time. And so, you know, I do want to tackle it and, and I'm trying to more than anything, just present you guys what I'm finding, you know, like with everything in deep, shallow dive. And I said this in episode two, you know, I'm not trying to shape your opinion. I'm really not. I'm not trying to change your opinion. I'm not trying to give you an opinion. What I'm trying to do is just present you information on various topics in a deep yet shallow way. I really do love the brand name. I'm not going to lie. But overall, you know, it's going to be up to you to decide what you think about certain situations and, and this situation, you know, being, being one of them quick shout out to a good friend of mine, Ryan Van Pelt from good old Miami of Ohio. We've known each other a long time and out of the blue, he texted me and said, Hey brother, enjoying your podcast, pick this book up in Heathrow 20 years ago, co-written by an Israeli and Egyptian provided perspective from both sides and left me feeling that this conflict could never be fully resolved. And so the book is called The 50 Year The 50 Years War Tie-in Israel and Arabs. I'll put a link in the show notes, but anyway, I appreciated him sending that. I actually did get it off of Amazon. It should be here in a day or two. I'm going to read it and see if I can, you know, gather anything from that. Also had my buddy Howard, who I've mentioned before. He also sent me a book by an author named Noah Tishby. I think it's a female author, actually, literally called Israel, a simple guide to the most misunderstood country on earth. So that one, I think I'm going to try and listen to on Audible, but appreciate both of these guys and anybody else. Honestly, please feel free to send me things you think I should look at or consider because at the end of the day, you know, I said this also in episode number two, but my goal with this is, you know, to, to search for the truth together. I really want to search for the truth together. And that collective think, I think is a much greater good than just me, me yapping all the time. All right. Before I jump into the clips and discussion for today, I did want to make a couple corrections from yesterday and, and just finish out a couple of things. I said Hakeem Jeffries was the leader of the Senate. He's actually the minority leader of the House. My bad on that. So just wanted to correct that. There was uh, President Biden was on 60 Minutes on Sunday. I did watch it. Honestly, I didn't really, I didn't really think much of the segment. Besides, he just doesn't look well. He just doesn't look well. You know, he he looks like a 95 year old version of Clint Eastwood where he's just always squinting his eyes and, you know, he looks like he just looks mad all the time. So I don't know. I, 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 I genuinely feel bad for the guy. He just doesn't look well and take it from somebody that now fully understands editing. That interview was highly edited. Okay. Trust me on that. 
I also wanted to point something out that another friend of mine, now she asked me not to mention her name. She sent me something and she goes, hey, you've talked about all these Democrats. You've literally never mentioned Kamala Harris's name in terms of coming out, either saying something about this situation or or not saying. And you're right. I got... I, I'm not going to lie. I, I forget about her. I really do. And and she's the vice president of the United States, so I don't want to disrespect her, but I really do forget about her. And, you know, that's not my fault. That's really not my fault. I mean, she is kind of nowhere to be found. I I truly think she's been isolated out. You know, I don't know if things didn't work out the way they were supposed to with her or what the situation is, but you just don't see her. And then therefore, if she's not, you know, omnipresent on TV and in all these, you know, you really only see her standing in the background behind Biden sometimes when he speaks. So yeah, I haven't mentioned her, but it's really because I just, she's out of sight and therefore out of mind. All right, so let me get started with what I wanted to get accomplished today. So the first thing I want to talk about is last week, and this was one of the reasons why I actually didn't release an episode on Friday, but supposedly, if you remember, leading up to Friday, there was a, one of the leaders of Hamas had, again, supposedly come out and declared it like, kind of like a jihad day, like, hey, we're going to wreak havoc on Friday. And so all these people, all the news outlets, everybody said, you know, be careful. Friday's going to be a day of terror. And the, like the New York City, I know the NYPD like stepped up their enforcement and all of that stuff. And so I was like, oh man, let's wait and see what happens. But I knew what was going to happen. And that was nothing. Like, it's always the case. You know, this is, this stuff, I, I posted something on Instagram about a week ago and it said, if the dots are that easy to connect, they're probably not the real dots. Okay. So if the dots are that easy to connect, they're probably not the real dots. And if you think about it, you know, they're not going to telegraph if, if terrorist organizations are planning, plotting something, they're not going to telegraph it. They're not going to say, Hey, on Friday, by the way, knock, knock, we're going to destroy a bunch of stuff, you know? And the fact that you have all these people, you know, clickbaiting people and just trying to take advantage of that you know, it's kind of ridiculous and that's what causes confusion and that's what causes, you know, all the misinformation that's going around. So that situation that was supposed to take place on Friday, absolutely nothing happened in regards to that. Secondly, and we're going to get into this, you know, one of the big fire starters of this entire thing was that there were 40 babies beheaded. And obviously that was awful when that came out and that really rallied, you know, a tremendous amount of angst toward the situation. But that has been debunked and it's been debunked by the Israeli army. 
let me read this to you. This is from a, a, a charity organization called Anandola English. And this came out actually on 1010. So it came out five days ago. Israeli army tells Anandola that they have no information confirming allegations that Hamas beheaded babies. So that was literally the Israeli army saying they can't corroborate that. Then there was a journalist named Sarah Snyder who, or Sidner, who also, she's a CNN journalist, actually. Actually, she's a CNN journalist. So she reported live that the office of Benjamin Netanyahu confirmed that the babies were beheaded and then came out and apologized. Let me read this. She said, yesterday, the Israeli prime minister's office said that it had confirmed Hamas beheaded babies and children while we were live on air. The Israeli government now says today it cannot confirm babies were beheaded. I needed to be more careful with my words and I am sorry. So that was her tweet. I do appreciate that she took responsibility on that. But the original tweet, you know, this is like a situation where, you know, you're in a courtroom and the the lawyer says, that person slept with the other person's wife. Your Honor, I object. And then sustained. But then the jury heard it. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know why I used that example. That was weird. But this was the original tweet that she had posted on CNN, at CNN on Twitter. So obviously that's massive. Babies and toddlers were found with their heads decapitated, in quotes, in Kafar Aza in southern Israel after Hamas's attacks in the kibbutz over the weekend, a spokesperson for Israel's prime minister says. So think about that. That was pretty bad. I mean, the spokesperson for the prime minister said something that got taken at face value tweeted out on CNN, Twitter, spread like wildfire, and then they they basically come back, both the Israeli army as well as the CNN journalist, then retracted it. That's pretty bad. That that's That's pretty bad. There was then another situation with another reporter, someone named Nicole Zidick, who was on the ground early that week for I-24 News, which is an international 24-hour news television channel based in Tel Aviv. So let me play for you her clip. This is the clip that basically started all this. So we're actually still moving through the community. It's starting to exit now, but I want to show you just some of the destruction to these houses as well, because as I showed you, all of the destruction that these terrorists committed on foot as they bombarded and massacred this community. There were also air raids and rockets happening overhead, completely taking out buildings like this one. So it was really a mixture of everything happening on the ground and, and in the sky as well, completely devastating this community, truly horrific images that we're seeing. Now, as we're leaving the community, you can see all of these soldiers here. As I said, so many of them called from their homes, jumping into action at a moment's notice. Many of these reservists leaving all of their families behind to be here to protect 
Israel's southern border, uh, less than a quarter of a mile away. We continue to hear loud artillery and, and shelling in the distance at the Gaza border uh, as we're walking out. So really, all of these soldiers are doing their best to protect us, the journalists who are also out here, because they want us to see exactly what's happening and what they've been witnessing with their own eyes for these past three days. Many of them coming here Saturday night, and they knew that no other soldiers had been here yet. And so they kind of knew uh, an idea of, of what was happening, but but they no one could expect that it would be like this. The horrors that I'm hearing from these these soldiers, uh, as I, as I mentioned earlier, about 40 babies at least were were taken out on gurneys. Still, right now, they're going the house to house, uh, still evacuating dead bodies, Before killed Israeli citizens. I, I, who were killed I have to cut in. It's such, such a shocking, jarring statement there. And just for our viewers, we're in a new hour here on the broadcast who, who very likely weren't with us last hour to understand that you've come in there to find this small community littered with the dead and slaughtered bodies of, of Israeli civilians primarily, and you're saying 40 babies, dead babies. That is what one of the commanders told me. Uh, and you continue to see just uh, cribs overturned, strollers left behind, all of these doors wide open. He said, we don't know the exact number of casualties because they're still collecting dead bodies, still going door to door because the active fighting here uh, just stopped. He said it came in waves almost. Every 20 minutes, they thought maybe, okay, I think we finally cleared all the terrorists. And then 30 minutes later, another cell would emerge. So it was ongoing. And even when they thought that it had finally ended, more terrorists popped out out of nowhere. And that continues to be the scene. Now it is under control now. And that's why we are allowed to come through the area. However, all right, I'm going to end it there. There's about a minute left. You know, I highly encourage you, if if you're really interested in this, to go look at the video of her talking yourself and see what you think. So after she started, I guess, being questioned about it, she did tweet out, soldiers told me they believe 40 babies slash children were killed. The exact death toll is still unknown as the military continues to go house to house and find more Israeli casualties. Again, this stuff's all on Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. I hate X. This stuff's all on Twitter. You know, Twitter's a toxic cesspool. I'm honestly not a fan, but you know what? It's, it's receipts. It's receipts. This stuff, you can really find things there. So if you're interested, you can just search Nicole Zedek, Z-E-D-E-C, babies, and then scroll down two or three, and then you'll see her posts and you'll see other things. So the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show had her on and those two guys... Those are two other guys. Actually, gosh, I totally forgot about those guys yesterday when we were talking about Charlie Kirk and and um, Ben Shapiro. But Clay Sexton and, or Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, they have a show together called Outkick. And then I think they each one of them have their own shows and podcasts. I mean, again, this is another another interesting one. Two super conservative Republicans who literally annihilate anything with the Democrats on a daily basis on their shows, but they're both very, very, very pro-Israel. And so they are absolutely on the Ben Shapiro, Charlie Kirk side. 
So this is another situation where, you know, I'm just curious for for the for my Democrat friends out there, like, do you guys like these guys now? You know, does this I guess how does this work? How does this work? You've got again Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, two guys that prior to October 10th probably were hated, but now they they really are two of the loudest voices with the largest audiences that are absolutely pro-Israel and I stand with Israel. So dichotomy with those guys, but give a listen to their interview with her. A lot of people are trying to claim that these atrocities didn't happen, uh, that your reporting is untrue. Uh, I want to play a clip for you that has gone viral, and I want you to be able to address it because the truth that you are bringing about what you are seeing is very important. And I want this clip to go viral of you combating a clip saying that you're making up things. Listen to this. I'm not sure if you've officially heard it, but this clip has gone viral. Number one. 40 babies were beheaded. This is completely false. No evidence has been provided for this. The claim comes from this journalist during a walk and talk. She makes the claim saying, I see in the distance more bodies being covered. Babies. Their heads cut off. Later in a tweet, however, she admits that she did not see bodies, but heard a soldier talking about it. Nicole, when you hear that, what's your response? sickening really that people are asking where are the babies why aren't you showing the babies is that something that anyone would want to see first thing with their own eyes because after the graphic images that i saw of just children's beds covered in blood i don't think i would be able to stomach those atrocities as well and i think if people actually listen to the full clips because a lot of times people are using just just cuts from the different clips so 40 babies 40 children were carried out on, on gurney. 40 dead children were found. And a lot of people are saying, babies, 40 babies. Well, how does she know that number? How old are they? And I think that is really, you know, the fact that people are focusing on that, doesn't matter if they're three months old or three years old, six months old, six years old. Six, a six-year-old is someone's baby. So the fact that people are still questioning this, and after we we have a clip, I have on air also. We have these uh, soldiers confirming what they've seen of the mutilation of these children. Let me play the original again, real quick. This is where the other guy interrupted her and came in. Listen to this again. It's primarily, and you're saying forty babies, dead babies. That is what one of the commanders told me. Uh, and you continue to see just uh, cribs overturned, strollers left behind, all of these doors wide open. All right. Again, if you're interested, find the clip yourself and watch it because there is a video that goes along with that audio. All right. So if you did pay attention to this over the weekend, one of the big things that was happening was that the Israeli army was potentially going to, I guess, do uh, a ground attack. And then they were talking about cutting off food, water, and electricity into Gaza. And so there's 2 million people in Gaza. Remember that there's 2 million people in a very small area. I forget. I think it's like the size of New Jersey, but here's an interview of the former prime minister of Israel. Naftali Bennett 
and he was getting interviewed by Sky News's Kamali Melbourne, and this dude went nuts. So give a listen and decide what you think about this. And what about those Palestinians in hospital who uh, are on life support and babies and incubators whose uh, life support and incubator will have to be turned off because the Israelis have cut the power to Gaza? Are you seriously keep on asking me about Palestinian civilians? What's, what's wrong with you? Have you not seen what happened? We're fighting Nazis. We don't target them. Now, the world can come and bring them anything they want. If you want to bring them electricity, I'm not going to feed electricity or water to my enemies. If anyone else wants, that's fine. We're not responsible for them. This is the point. This is the point. No, no, Mr. Ben, this is the point. No, listen, listen you're raising your voice. and we're trying. No, no, I understand. We're trying to have a conversation here. Listen, this is my program. This is my show. And I am asking the questions. You're raising your voice and I've asked you and we've already, we've already stopped, please. And let me finish. We've already distinguished between Hamas. I want to tell you, you're trying to speak over me. No, no. Shame on you. It's nothing about shame. We're trying to have a conversation about a very serious situation here and you are refusing to address it. And again and again, you absolutely not. You are incorrect. Responsible because I can tell you that when the UK Absolutely when Great not. Britain was fighting the Nazis during World War II, no one asked what's going on in Dresden. It was the Nazis targeting London and you targeted Dresden. So Listen. shame on you if you go on with that false narrative. And we're not talking about that. And that and in I hindsight, many people have listened. And in hindsight, many people have readdressed that kind of carpet bombing. Oh, oh, I see. Now you're Mr. Clean. Shame on you. Absolutely we not. And I'm not, not listen, Mr. Bennett, I, I am not I in the military. I am a journalist asking you questions. Are you going to let me ask you a question or are you continue shouting at me? We've already distinguished between Hamas and the Palestinians. I'm asking you very directly, very directly, what, do what you want to ask? is going to be done to make sure that those innocent people don't get killed as innocent Jewish people were killed on Saturday? Well, we're going to target Hamas and we're telling Hamas that if you use anyone as your human shield and you're going to shoot at us using human shields, that it's their responsibility. Listen, mister, if someone is shooting at your children and hiding behind a, a human shield, will you shoot back or not? I'm asking you a question. Someone's um, shooting I, at your children but hiding there. behind civilians. What, what's the answer? What would you do? Mr. Bennett, I'm not here to answer your questions. I've asked you your questions oh, and you have not I, answered I them directly. I All right, so we'll stop. We'll, we'll leave it there. Natalie Bennett. That, that is not good. I mean, that was not a good look for that dude. And I'm not talking about the reporter. I thought, he, I thought the reporter handled himself really well. That guy, Naftali, that was not a good look. That was not a good look. I mean, and that's a former prime minister. You know what I mean? It kind of reminds me of like uh, the children in the U.S. Senate and Congress these days and what Tucker Carlson said about, actually, who was that? Oh, yeah. Gosh, what's her name? Nikki Haley. When Tucker Carlson's like, she's a child. She's, she's having a tantrum, you know. I understand it's a very, very emotional and 
bad situation. But, you know, again, that is, that's, that's not the way to handle that for somebody who's in a position of power. And then secondly, you know, that's a very fair question. You're talking about completely cutting off the electricity to the town of 2 million people. What happens to, you know, babies that are on life support? You know, I don't think the generator backup system, from what I've seen of the pictures of Gaza, I don't think that system is good. Oh, God, this is just a, it's just a terrible overall situation. The one thing I will say for Naftali in that, and I actually do think this, you know, I don't think it's inappropriate to be able to ask reporters questions as well. You know, obviously it's an interview they're asking you. Now, again, I'm not talking about his specific question. This is more of a bigger picture statement, but you know, sometimes turning the tables on the reporter, I don't, I don't think that's inappropriate. Now, again, in, in his situation, I mean, God, it's just, ah, uh, it's, it's just, there's no winning in that. And honestly, there's no winning in this. I mean, there really isn't. Maybe Van Pelt was right. The one thing he said was, we just have to figure out what's happened in the past 20 years because he picked that book up at Heathrow Airport 20 years ago. So, you know, I think the past 20 years, there's probably things that have happened behind the curtain that might be causing all this. I don't know. All right, I think that's good for today. I am going to leave you with a 30-second clip from Dana White, the president of the UFC Fight League. This came out over the weekend, I think, because I saw it like a million places, and I really liked it. So give this a listen. Have a great day. Call a spade a spade, and we'll talk to you soon. Two of the most hated people on planet Earth right now are politicians and the media. They're trying to divide us. They're lying to us. They're, everybody's catching on and everybody's starting to get it now, right? We didn't get it two and a half, three years ago. Everybody's starting to get it now. So I, don't, I don't give a shit what the media does. I don't care what they do, what they say. They don't matter to me. They're not as powerful and they're not as influential as they think they are. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.